and welcome to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to talk about video games and our lives. I'll be your host as always, Kate Amareth Lane, and joining me, uh, as ever, is the godfather of the debate himself, Jenna Gomez. How you doing, buddy? Heard you had a good oh, weekend? I'm, oh, I'm... It's a pretty good week. Uh, looks Biden. like I'm going to be buying a house soon, oh, so there's that. congratulations. I'm going to an excellent concert again. Summer of shows, baby. Um, we got the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 beta out, and mm -hmm. it's blown my expectations far out of the water. So I'm excited for Call of Duty this year. As all right, as all right, all right. Call of, nice. Call of Duty guy. Sweet. I can all say right, it's and, uh, also... Jonah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The year of Jonah. Uh, hey. And, uh, of course, joining us is Freshly Hardwired, uh, Wes Bates. How you buddy? It was your uh, birthday this past uh, week. We could... For last week ago or so, right? So, yeah, uh, happy belated birthday! Thank you, thank happy you. Happy birthday, Wes! Uh, it was a much better birthday than last year, where I spent 15 hours driving from Utah back to California with my kids in the car. Ooh, um, uh, but this year, uh, I ended up getting a new dog uh, for my birthday. Yay! Yeah. I got a new new family pup. She's uh, real cute. She's half husky, half border collie, and all trouble. Uh, so oh, that's a lucky dog. <laughs> that is the but, dumbest uh, video list dog at the same time. Uh -huh. <laughs> we put a little picture of her in the little side uh, portion. Okay, cool. You guys yeah, but she's but it. she's been a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I had a great birthday. Thanks for thanks for remembering that. Um, I do have a quick video game, useless video game trivia for everybody. Uh, this is this Never is a kind of a this is kind of a weird one. Uh, I just found this out, but did you know? that uh, the original Silent Hill has ties to the 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Kindergarten Cop. Really? This is, this, okay. is, uh, this is not a joke. This is a real thing. You can go and Google Silent Hill Kindergarten Cop. And um, the elementary school uh, in Silent Hill that you visit is modeled after the elementary school uh, that Schwarzenegger works at in the movie <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. And there are multiple wow. places, both in the elementary school and in the hospital that you play at in the game, where they pull posters from the back of like scenes from Kindergarten Cop and just put them sporadically through these areas of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way that you could have, because it's the exact same design of these posters. It is yeah. really, really strange. So it... You know, it's two that things you never thought would be tied together. Silent yeah. Hill so and Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Some fledgling developer over in Japan, just huge kindergarten cop fan. Crazy. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a bunch of commercials out in Japan. I'm sure, like, he's pretty popular. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Those commercials are hilarious. They're wild. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're also joined this week uh, by Stephen, of course, our saucy Aussie down in Australia. How you doing, buddy? Nice hat. Good. Got the Zelda swag Thank out. You. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember the last time I was in um, Japan. I just saw a, just a massive like because I like we just I don't know don't do I I'm not living in the city so I don't see massive billboards that much but just this massive billboard of just um Johnny Cage uh not not Johnny Cage Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage like something <laughs> Johnny Cage something in, in um yeah I, I always just thought that was just so weird just to see He's got like some old a, weird like, pachinko commercials that are really funny yeah yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, great. Uh, and also this week, we have the distinct pleasure of being joined by Fun and Games uh, co-host, uh, Jeff Moonen. How you doing? Doing really well, Ken. It's uh, really nice to be on the show. Thank you all for having me. Also, Wes, I have to ask, when is your birthday? September 17th. I'm the 16th. Wow. Okay. Yeah, happy birthday, Jeff. Happy birthday, everybody. I'll have to send you a happy birthday message next year. I'll, I can't forget it because... Yeah, yeah we got to remember right there. Uh, one, one of my best friends, whom I've referenced a lot on Fun and Games because he's so uh, inextricably linked to my gaming history, my friend Kieran, he has uh, twin boys that were born like at 11.45 p.m. September 15th. And so I'm just Whoa. like, oh, no you... You know what? I was never going to have this birthday again. This is fine. Nice. So many... <laughs> I, I, this, I've had enough. We only celebrate the boys now. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeff, uh, I hope you uh, kicked Gilgamesh's ass on the way in and looted the Excalibur off of him because it's time for the icebreaker. What is the Excalibur? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Uh, shout out to. Uh, <laughs> me brad russell this week for uh sitting in the icebreaker question but uh he asks what is your biggest turn on in a game and your biggest turn off in other words what gets you most instantly excited about a game and what instantly turns you away uh wes you got anything locked and loaded for this yeah um anybody that knows me knows how much i love my metroidvania games and uh mm. pretty much if you mention the word Metroidvania, Metroidvania elements, uh, I am instantly interested. Uh, especially if there's pixel art included. I am like, hello, let me see that game. Let me see that game. That's like... <laughs> put, just, just put it in my Switch right now. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I appreciate an appreciator of pixel art because uh, it's not everyone. My, my wife is, uh, you know, she's more of a casual gamer and doesn't play games that much. And she didn't grow up playing games, so... I have a really hard time getting her to play uh, anything that's pixel art because she thinks it just looks old. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> side, um, side tangent, uh, Simon S. Anderson, who did uh, most of the art for the uh, indie game Owlboy, mm -hmm. um, mm. which is a beautiful game. Uh, every Boy. Friday uh, on uh, his Twitter, he puts out like a new kind of like probably like a 30 second short of this like Dracula character going, it's Friday night and like something weird always happens. <laughs> But the art in that is gorgeous. So every Friday, like in the evening, I always check Twitter and go to his Twitter wow. and look it up. Um, and it's it's fun. Um, as far as the turn offs, uh, probably could say the same thing I said about Metroidvania that is a turn on. Um, roguelite or roguelike probably is a big turn mm. off. Just because I'm awful at games and um yeah. <laughs> i am usually a terrible failure at those kinds of things and just usually end up in some kind of a raging fury <laughs> by the time i spend about 15 minutes with those types of games so i know you've kind of made it known that you're not the biggest fan of multiplayer either uh is roguelike even more of a turnoff than multiplayer for you well the problem with the multiplayer for me is just a time issue right like i would Makes love sense. to play like you would if you games. could with friends, but I live on the West Coast. I know Jonah lives on the West Coast, but, you know, having kids and just with the time, like mm. most of the time, it's just kind of hard to line my time up with other yeah, people to actually be able to, you know, unless somebody, you know, in the Midwest or the East Coast wants to stay up till 12 or, you know, one in the morning to start playing a video game with me. It's uh, it's kind of tough. You gotta play so Fortnite with the kids, Wes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squat up. Um, what is uh, what, what happens in your brain when you hear a Metroidvania roguelike? Uh, those exist, and I'm I'm willing to give those a try. Actually, uh, so <laughs> Shovel Knight Dig just came out, and I was like extremely interested in trying that game just because mm. I love Shovel Knight. So there's hope. I actually there's I actually hope. did buy that game and and have played a couple levels. And uh, true to form, I'm terrible at it. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right, uh, Jeff. Same question. You got anything you thinking of? Yeah. On on the one hand, uh, Wes and I share a lot of similar opinions about games. This is incredible. Although I, I am very mm. much enjoying Shovel Knight Dig. I would say nice. probably an easy turn on for me is good use of music. Whether that is yep. you've got like a cool rhythm game kind of thing going on, or it uh, just a fantastic soundtrack. That it's not just good music, but it's good for the game. A lot of yeah. my favorite games have iconic soundtracks that you take them out of the game itself. You know exactly what it's from. Sometimes Rec Zelda, Zelda mm -hmm. is great for that. Uh, one of my favorites. That one of my favorite games is Katamari Damashi. Yes. If you want, like where the music is part of the identity of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Rather, that's what it is. It's not just that it's great music. It's music that is like intrinsically linked to the identity of. The yeah. game, the franchise. Yeah, Zelda is absolutely one of those franchises. I feel that way kind of about like uh, Silent Hill 1 and 2, uh, Yamaoka's soundtracks are just, and you just hear that like opening guitar riff for Silent Hill 2's theme, and you're just like, oh, Silent Hill. Yeah. But, it yeah, that's great. You what about? Yeah, uh, about mm -hmm. a year or so ago, I finally got into the Persona series, and I started with Persona 3, yeah. and Burn My Dread kicks in in the opening. I'm just like, well, they got me now. And they do. The <laughs> bass licks in that in that music, all of it just always so good. Yeah, my yeah. my Spotify Unwrapped is going to be nothing but the Persona Five soundtrack, and I'm I've made my peace <laughs> with yeah. that. Yeah, Persona is such a good choice. I only I kind of dropped off after like the second Palace in Persona Five, but then I continued for like the rest of the entire year to just listen to that soundtrack on loop. You know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, know, you need to play the game to enjoy oh, the music, but it helps. That that. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that stands out to me as someone that doesn't play that many JRPGs is when you play like a double A sort of JRPG. And even I had that problem with Dragon Quest uh, 11 is that it's always so heightened. It's always, oh, this is the most epic thing. And I'm like, I'm just going through like, a, like, you know, a village or I'm just going through like, a um you know, just fighting overworld enemies. It doesn't have to be the epic theme it's like you, you need to layer it like and that's like when the best music has multiple themes and like you know more um uh i can't remember what what, what you call it but but music that it is accorded to the environment that you're in and it, and it just very it context just feels, sensitive yeah context mm. sensitive is, is definitely um the word like i love it when i always i'll always and forever bring up banjo kazooie when you go underwater in banjo kazooie it changes to an underwater version of the theme you know yep. it's just you know it's just genius good stuff uh so what about your biggest turnoff jeff Ooh, uh i mean is is it uh too low-hanging fruit to go for microtransactions not at all not at all <laughs> that's fair that's some totally fair into them. some people love their minecraft skins i am also know? i am uh extremely adhd so impulse control is a huge factor mm. of how i live my mm. life plus i'm a very avid retro game physical game collector and so nice. when you throw in things like very random dlc kind of situations or anything else i understand yeah and i i have i'm learning 
to let some things go and know that I can't get that complete experience if I'm collecting it. But I can't help but feel like something is lost in the art and something is lost in the history when a lot of that goes about. And it's, you know, if you want everything that this game has to offer, you have to spend like $400 and $300 of that are costumes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, uh, you haven't played Oblivion then, because if you haven't played it with horse armor, you haven't played Oblivion. It's just, it's <laughs> I fear no, I fear no man, but uh, Elder Scrolls terrifies me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> There's so much to it. I watched my brother play Morrowind when I was younger. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That, yep. that, you it's can't incredible. go back to it if you didn't properly play that as a kid, and I barely played it and it's 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 horrifying to play <laughs> it's yeah. it's that like you know how a newborn baby cries just at the sheer terror of possibility of being alive <laughs> it's elder scrolls have fun i want to say uh i think that's one weird. of those fan projects actually maybe hit 1.0 recently or is almost done i think it's called skywind but it's like you know they remade uh marwin and the skyrim engine so oh wow you know, have to go all the way back to those graphics if you want to play it now. <laughs> yeah, but, uh... I've, I've got some nostalgia for that, like, early 2000s Xbox era. Like, EverQuest was my MMO, so I just got love yeah. for that. Like, Yeah, for that, sure. But... It was grody. Yeah. Early 3D. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, same question to you, then, uh, Steven. Well, you'll have to wait till the end of the episode for my real answer. So my, my boring <laughs> yeah. answer it, it is actually... I. I Literally mobility options in any platformer. I'm talking double jumps. I'm talking Mm. air dashes. Mm. I'm talking, Mm. you know, slides. I'm I'm, I'm talking anything that can get me moving in the air and staying in the air um, and undamaged. That's that's my juice for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Turn offs. Uh, it's hard, yeah. Rogue like, especially like, like when it's a very hard, like yeah, you're just going to be repeat, repeating, repeating, um, is definitely one for me. Like light, I don't mind so much as long as I'm getting that progress and I keep, I like, I just beat Sundered recently, and at first I wasn't loving the whole RNG, and that's probably the other thing is like randomly generated maps probably isn't my vibe. So probably mm. in in between those things, um. But yeah, I found some love in Sundered by the end. Um, but yeah, so randomly generated runes and stuff, not really my yeah, vibe. And um, and yeah, roguelike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate the mobility thing. I was just playing um, the demo of Valkyrie Elysium and you go through the whole tutorial and you just have a dash that you can't chain and a jump and no double jump. And I'm like, dang, I really wish you had like a chain dash and a double jump. And then once you get out of the tutorial, there's like skill trees. And one of the skill trees lets you unlock double dash and double jump. And I'm like, why is this just in the game? (laughs) But uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, What about you, Jetta? Biggest turn on, biggest turn off? Um, So uh, I will agree with movement, but more specifically in first person shooters, um, insane movement tech. Mm-hmm. in shooters you see so ball like, running slides um, you're like oh yeah so rocket like jumps titanfall yes. 2 insane um the new modern warfare just having uh, your normal sprint like three forms of movement you're walking your sprint and then your tactical sprint which lets you run even faster but disables like the ability to shoot while running is um super fun having slides the new call of duty has like 
you can slide and you can dolphin dive so that's like really fun and changes up the way uh gameplay is so that's probably my biggest turn on for like a shooter if i'm gonna uh for -hmm. instance um my biggest turn off is an hour count over like 20 hours. <laughs> yes. That's Killing a great it. answer. It. I just, yeah. <laughs> like just parent, long-winded I games. I, I can't, I, I just can't do them anymore. And if I do, it's neglect in other yeah. places. You're like I could have played so, like three other games by now. You know, that's how I was feeling at the end of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three. I've got like 160 plus hours. I'm just like, Oh, like, <laughs> There's some games that they can justify that length, but just kind of like like roguelike things. Not everything needs to be procedurally generated. Not every RPG needs to be 80 hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's like that. This could have been an email of <laughs> exactly. But, and that's the thing about the justifying. Like it's really sad to go like, oh man, Persona Five is too long. But at the same time, I want to do more in my day in Persona Five. Mm-hmm. I want more days where yeah. I have days off where I can just do whatever I want because you always you can't yeah. finish all the social links and you can't get complete all of your stats at school and stuff and you're just like but also oh, yeah. 150 hours is too long. <laughs> yeah. My final count was 169 hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I'm at a oh, yeah, I'm nice. over <laughs> I'm over 120 right now in my playthrough of Royal and I have probably another yeah. two months left to go in the yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently so I, I played three, then jumped to five because I knew that would be the one that my my spouse would want to play with me. Nice. Uh, like very much. She's an avid gamer and we sort of like curate experiences for each other. I'm like, this is the one you want to do. And I hit, was right. Hit. And I'm now going back and playing through four golden. And the fact that it's like, oh, man, I just pushed the 80 hour mark. This is so breezy. <laughs> this was so nice. My, my what one, this does to you, I guess. My one yeah. biggest gripe I have to uh, lodge against uh, Persona 5 is that you cannot mm. romance Ryuji. And that is as <laughs> terrible. He's the best I, character. I have gone on record. I want to date Yusuke. Mm-hmm. Let me date Yusuke. <laughs> it's so unfair. Ryuji also. Ryuji's incredible. Yeah. It, but It is a shame of that game how inconsequential anything about the main character really is that he could have just been a creative character. And it's like, let me just be whatever gender I want and date whoever I want, you know? Yeah, right. Joker's got enough of a personality as far as those protagonists go, but still. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because so many other things have effects or whatever else. And immediately after finishing Royal, we started playing Strikers. Mm Mm-hmm. And we put a lot of emotion into dating Makoto. Yeah. And then to go on the Ferris wheel date with her, and she's just like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I taunted your sister so much during the interrogation. <laughs> it, it, it's so, Please. Fu- it's so funny that everyone that's jilted ends up dating Makoto because it's like the it's the other it's the obvious <laughs> option otherwise. <laughs> also, like I tend to gravitate towards the 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 unarmed characters they're usually nice if they don't become my favorite character in an rpg that's theirs to lose mm-hmm. <laughs> um well my uh biggest turn on turn off is pretty simple as long as the game has a sword in it that's bigger than you are and i see <laughs> four plus digit damage numbers when i hit things with it you know you've got a poster back there of one of the hottest women in gaming to be but i'm more attracted to the giant sword that's floating in the air behind her and uh stonebreaker <laughs> sword or whatever yeah hell yeah yeah turn off wise if there's not a giant sword bigger than you in the game then i'm kind of out you know what i mean so. <laughs> i need those phallic representations in my games 
Yeah, what I, I played a multiplayer Monster Hunter World with my brothers. They got subjected to whatever I'd get a true charge slash on a sleeping monster and get like, you know, 10,000 plus damage. I'd be like, mm, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. All right, well, enough of that. Thanks, uh, Brad, for the question. Great icebreaker. And uh, we'll put you on the spot a little bit here, Jeff, to get to know you a little bit better with a little interview. Yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, uh, we know you as a co-host of Fun and Games podcast with Matt Storm. Uh, if you kind of wanted to give us a little bit of a crash course on, you know, how you fell in love with games and got into the podcast game and, uh, you know, if there's any other major projects you're involved with besides Fun and Game podcast. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Both podcasting and video games have been one of those, you look back and you go, well, that was obvious in hindsight kind of things. I grew up with just video games in the house. I'm a younger brother. My older brother had the NES in his room. And so I don't have a first memory of playing video games. Mm. I just know that there's always been video games. Yeah. And so I... And having that sort of like, well, I have to get his permission to go and to be the second player <laughs> yeah. and get my butt kicked in Bases Loaded 3, you know, you, 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 there's a desire for it. And then I got a Game Gear and after, and a few years after that, a PlayStation 1, and I never looked back. I Sick. Although there was, there was a brief dark period where I thought I needed to put away childish things and sold 95% oh no. oh of my video game collection. Oof. And I was also uh, in college broke and really needed mm -hmm. the money, but... I miss that virtual boy. Yeah. <laughs> and as I was even collecting then, there was just, wow. I absolutely, I don't know, love the history of games and mm -hmm. love the weird and off kilter. And, you know, PS1 being one of my favorite systems, there really was like such a wild frontier of what was being made at that 100%. point. 100%. That was the wild west back then. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say it was the greatest generation <laughs> or anything like that, but I'm just going to say you want weird stuff. Yep. Just just play Irritating Stick. I don't know. <laughs> if I remember Intelligent yeah. Cube, what a weird game. <laughs> I love Intelligent Cube. It is. Yeah, but it's it's a weird game. Mm -hmm. And it's one that I... I'm sure we all have those games that are like, I love this game. I don't recommend it to everybody. Right. Because, yeah, th them's my weirds. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> as far as podcasting and everything else, I, I'm a musician. I'm a singer. I, I'm an actor. I fell into voice acting through like college courses and things like that. And so, but which is why I'm recording in this booth, right? This closet, uh, you know, this is my office. Thank you. Uh, welcome. Yeah, no, I did. You did a uh, voice acting. I just thought you were really serious about podcasting with this booth. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. Yes. And, and nothing fancy. I, I have, some project things on the back burner that probably don't need to be talked about right now, whatever else, those sorts of things. For the most part, I'm the kind of thing where, you know, you call a, you call a business. We're very sorry. All of our operators are currently uh. helping other callers. That's called telephony, IVR, those sorts of things. Uh, I've there just, just the weird stuff, sure. yeah. you know, it's everywhere, you know, yeah. would love to do more video games, mm -hmm. give that time. And yeah, no, Matt and I uh, actually know, knew each other through Burlesque and Nightlife. Very cool. Where, oh, yeah, okay. both di did some backstage and I did some onstage, do some onstage rather. And yeah, just there was a time where like, this is sort of the, the, the seed story of fun and games where we were just talking about video games and just going back and forth and like comparing notes and what we loved and this and that. And both of our spouses <clears throat> were both named Sarah. 
just kind of went, oh, why don't you just make a podcast about it? Because Matt already had so many. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so we did. And are very much about celebrating the the medium, the history, the trends, what we love about games. We actually just this morning recorded our first like proper review of a game. Ooh, that's It'll exciting. Wow. Tomorrow. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So it'll, oh, yeah. it'll already be out by the time. You know, yeah. This is out. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what, what game did you review? Can you share that? Shovel Knight Dick. Oh, Let's nice. Go. Awesome. <laughs> we, Yay. yeah, well, we, I mean, yeah, we've, we've been out and about long enough for getting some review codes. We've been, you know, happily interviewing some people and it felt like even if we can't get someone from the studio on to talk about their personal history mm -hmm. with games, their connection to what they make and who they are and everything else, you know, we can still talk about the games and still celebrate those. And that's very much what SideQuest is about, mm -hmm. getting, you know, everybody to, because you can't play every single game. And you can't recommend every single game, but sometimes it's just great to hear why someone loves this game or what it is about it. I think that's so valuable, so wonderful, because to put in that sort of effort for a positive thing and not just toxic positivity, not just the thing of like, everything's, you know, everything's great. <laughs> we all love stuff. And to hear people talk about the things they love is so just wonderful when you can have it. And so that's what's kind of kept me going with it and had has sort of fueled me in making fun in games and it's not like some grand mission i just really like video games and talking nonstop. so mm -hmm. this just works and i'm loving meeting meeting fellow uh gaming podcasts and fellow just wild weirdos and hearing the games they love sharing the games i love it's just this is this is the community and that's what i'm here awesome. for you know um, yeah that's I sick so, yeah. i just circle back super quickly Back to um, Burlesque. Yes. I was just interested. It does um, the Burlesque community and the nerd community uh, cr cross paths very often, or was finding Matt a needle in a haystack? Um... Oh, good question. What an excellent question. There is a large community of nerdy burlesque performers, nerdleskers. Nerdleskers. <laughs> I'm in fact one of them. Hashtag nerdleskers. I... Nerdlesque, Nerdlesque. There was a Nerdlesque festival that was uh, in Coney Island. I was supposed to perform in the 2021, the, the one that was supposed to be in spring of 2020, <laughs> and then things happened. Of course. And no, I, most of my acts, uh, and just for funny, for, for fun, and because I'm okay with my identity being open like this, I perform under the name Dick Move. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel worse about it if I came up with it myself. It was gifted to me, and I love it. Oh, I that was the same. Uh, oh man, I have. Oh, uh, thank you, Mary Sin. And I have done. I have acts as Waluigi uh, to uh, the Sporting Life by the Decemberists, and it's just uh, lots of failure and sparkly tennis clubs. I have a Venom Spider-Man breakup act set to Taylor Swift's "We Are wow. Never Ever Getting Back Together." Wow. I have an Andy Dwyer act. I have like I have one non-nerdy act, and it's still just a, a overlong dick joke mm -hmm. with juggling. Yep. And that's just that's just to get me into the nicer places. For the most part, I just like making weird things. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of my. Uh, uh, Peter from What We Do in the Shadows. Mm -hmm. Which, if you know the character, you think about that for a second. I'm not going to elaborate. All right, then. There is a rubber chicken involved. 
I actually very recently got to perform at a friend's bachelorette party uh, in their hotel room. I did my actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf act. Wow. Wow. That sounds incredible. <laughs> so answer your question, Stephen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There is a big crossover. I got Love into it. burlesque going to D20 burlesque shows, which is a company that's, that's been around cool. for a while. They do incredible stuff. And I have made so many amazing friends there and those are all sorts of people that are like they know who i am they say hi to me and i feel such a really mm -hmm. <laughs> hi thank you <laughs> i've seen your butt so many times it's incredible are there uh for people interested are there publicly available videos or is this the kind of thing you gotta cough up a little bit of dough for <laughs> um depends on the performer for me it's i've just I'm no Matt Storm when it comes to self-promotion, and I know that. And it's, I feel like there's videos of stuff I've done up and out there. It's just, heck, I, I have enough trouble keeping it on my phone. Sure. So there's no Jeff Moon and like, burlesque uh, YouTube channel. Dick Move burlesque. Dick Move burlesque. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Well, cool. Yeah. And uh, I think also um, you mentioned to us uh, before the show that you also are in an acapella group. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm part of a group called Choirfly. It's been around for about 11 years. I've been a member of the group for about five, I want to say. Wow. We do. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. And we figured out how to rehearse over Zoom. It took a little while, but we, we did it. It's sort of a one at a time thing. But gotcha. We got a lot of work done there. Very yeah. Cool. And a lot of the uh, the songs that we do, because I'm very aware that acapella is nerdy on its own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is already the, we have to be like, no, no, even for acapella, we're nerds. Yeah. It's, again, a lot of either covering more obscure or nerdy artists. Like, you know, not a Weird Al isn't obscure, but most acapella groups don't cover hardware sure, stores. Sure. Or doing nerdy parodies of other popular songs. You know, at conventions, we like performing the our version of Billy Joel, uh, The Longest Line. Mm -hmm. And as well as like other strange mashups, wild things, uh, trying to put our own spin on whatever the whatever the songs are we're working on a more kind of bossa nova flavor of still alive thrown in with a little bit of want you gone to make it kind of a uh you know that jilted lover song that it really was always meant to be sure and okay. you know again enjoying the the music from all the nerdy things that we love and just being nerds about music uh we're we used to be a much bigger group and now we're a six member group which is great for you know getting to conventions and getting places we were Fair able enough, to yeah. go, we were able to go on the road Try at the end light. of 2021 up to uh, AnchorCon. that was a lot of fun awesome and we are cool. currently you know like i said the group's been around for 11 years that's only important because we're just now finally starting to record our music oh wow so, that's yeah, great we're, I, i'm 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 handling the production side of that i do a lot of audio editing and everything else otherwise to pay the bills so here we are sweet uh, and so do you want to share the name of the group and is there any content like online for people to check out of the group um I think there's some old video. We are currently, we performed at FlameCon last month. The group, once again, the name is Choirfly. Choirfly. Then, you know, yes. <clears throat> and in, in the sort of font you would expect of that. Just and like the show. Okay, I just got it. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let's just do the meme. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to put the gif of the meme uh, 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 of. <laughs> the, the yeah, where he's like. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Well, for those. I mean, our usual opening song, our opening uh, thing that we do when we do sets is a 
14th century magical called Fine Knack for Ladies, but with the lyrics to The Hero of Canton from Firefly. Nice. Oh, wow. That's great. It okay. works way better than you would expect. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it really lets audiences know what we're here for. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the group is named Choirfly. We are currently getting some of our FlameCon footage and everything together. Awesome. Because, again, there was a couple of years there where the, the group is revitalized and we're putting it together. But you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. It's going to be Choirfly NYC for those. And... Yeah, no, we're we're out there, and yeah, check it out. Awesome. Well, certainly a man of many talents, if there ever was one. But yeah, to our listeners, check out Fun and Games, check out SideQuest, check out Firefly. All great uh, stuff, Ed. I have one question before we transition. Sure. So uh, Jeff also mentioned to me that he found, like, a previously undocumented uh, video game cheat uh, in a a video game. And I... But he didn't specify what the game was or what the cheat was. And I was really bit curious of a just, to, just to know what that was, if you don't mind sharing. I forgot I put, I forgot I put that on the list. But yes, this is all true. Uh, because the game is MiG-29 for the NES. It is not an official NES cartridge. Oh, it's wow. a gold cartridge that has like a weird like Channel 3, Channel 4 switch on the back. I think Codemasters or something like Codemasters was the company that came out with it. Hmm. This was one of those games in my childhood NES collection, so naturally I played it to death. And it is what you would expect of like a jet fighter kind of game, like you are like behind view kind of maneuvering in the 2D, 3D space to shoot things down. And you can get power-ups to get better guns, you know, straight fire shot, triple shot, cork shot, everything. And the only documented way to get all of those is to enter a certain name into the high score except mm. me being just a weird kid as soon as i get control i'm like i'm just gonna i have a few seconds before the planes show up i'm just gonna fly around in a circle the screen flashed and i had every weapon whoa wow. yeah. <laughs> whoa and i've re- i've replicated this on whatever other cartridges i can find on emulation it is part of the code if you just you know, for everyone who's really trying to get their their speed run times yeah, down yeah, yeah. on MiG twenty nine for the NES, just fly up to the upper left corner and fly across the top of the screen. You'll it'll flash red. You have every weapon. You're welcome. Incredible. Finally, incredible. Awesome. I've been waiting. I could never <laughs> meet him. Been waiting. <laughs> I know. And I, this is one of those things. Like that is such a, a molehill to like try to put on game facts. Mm. But I love having that in my back pocket where I just find this. Like it's eventually going to get back to me. That's this is the test. I'm waiting for it to somehow come back. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fascinating. Uh, I don't think many gamers can say that they've discovered cheat codes. Incredible. All right. This is the best I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now that uh, we all know each other a little bit better, it's time for the debate. All right. Welcome back. This week, we've got a Final Fantasy jobs debate with Wes Bates representing the monk job versus Jeff Moonen. Rockin' the Blue Mage. Each one of our contestants will have a two-minute opening, two-minute rebuttal, and a two-minute close. And we have Caden as the assist trophy. Jeff, as our guest, would you like to start or close the debate? I think I will start. 
Oh, changing it up. Our last two guests have closed. All right, Jeff, you got two minutes on the clock. Are you ready? I am ready. Three, two, one, debate. Fantasy has a lot of different schools of magic. They heal, they hurt, they support, they disable, they do all kinds of things. And Final Fantasy has given us a great variety of different magics to do. But blue magic is truly the wild frontier no matter where it shows up, because the nature of how it's learned. And it's even a little different no matter which game you're playing in. Sometimes it's you need to see the spell happen. Sometimes you need to survive the spell. Sometimes you need to eat the thing that is casting the spell. And it's important that it's the enemy's spell because blue magic provides an excellent satisfaction. When you have been rocked by an enemy's attack over and over again, and you just wish you could take it from them and show them what it feels like. This is a thousand yeah. needles, you little green monster. Can't avoid that, can you? They can't, because now I know how to do it. And whether you call it blowfish or a thousand needles, it's incredible. And this gives you a singular school of magic that can heal and hurt and support and disable. And so if you have a limited number of job slots on a character, you can do a lot with just blue magic. And it also links back into the mechanics of a game because you need other job classes and your other party members to help you out with blue magic. Because if you need to survive an instant death spell, you can't be the last one standing. If you need to manipulate the monster or confuse them so they cast healing magic on you, you're gonna need someone else doing that. And any job that goes right back into the central ideas of the game, I think is a win. It is a little complicated, but it allows you to get into the game. And it allows you to handle a lot of strange ideas and calculations that you normally wouldn't want to do outside of the game. And even though it allows for you to have certain spells that are, ah, it's not just fire one, fire two, fire three. It's Flamethrower, it's Aqualung, it's all these wild ideas, and they can't be silenced or reflected half the time. It's incredible. Time. Wow, what a strong <laughs> opening. Yeah, no kidding. I want to play some Blue Mage characters right. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Wes, how are you feeling after that opening? Uh, Jeff gave an incredible delivery on that opening statement. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, uh, oh, yeah. I can't say that mine will be nearly as... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nearly as nice uh as as a job as he did but i i'll do my best here all right here. it's okay it's just the beginning you got two minutes on the clock three two one debate all right when i'm forming characters for my party in final fantasy i'm looking for characters that are reliable versatile easy to use can take a hit and dish it back but still interesting and different than your standard you know knights or, or whatever um, monks, also known as pugilists and black belts in some games, uh, has, is a class that has been around since Final Fantasy I. They were one of the starting classes in the original game, and they offer that versatility um, that I was just talking about. They sport high uh, HP and physical attack. They use uh, light armor, and they generally don't utilize much, much magic. Uh, they're equipped with knuckles, claws, the occasional pole, uh, sometimes nunchucks, uh, but more often than not, they fight the best barehanded. Um, and often they get a stat buff uh, for using no weapons and fighting barehanded. Uh, that puts them in the same attack class or attack power as other characters that need uh, specialty weapons or high-powered weapons to get the same damage. 
because they don't use heavy armor and they don't need to rely on weapons, uh, they're typically very easy to maintain. You don't need to spend a lot of gill to keep them uh, uh, up where they need to be in your party. And they'll still deal massive amounts of damage. Uh, the most classic Final Fantasy Monk ability is Focus, which doubles the attack power of the user on their next uh, next move. If you use it once, if you use it again, it'll triple the, their attack power. 30 seconds. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, they, they can also counterattack very frequently. They have a higher HP growth rate than other characters uh, when they level up, meaning they build up their health faster. They can take more damage. And they have a lot of special abilities that they can use uh, over the course of the series and have evolved a lot. And I didn't even get to go into that in my time, which really uh, is upsetting. And I'll try to hopefully try to catch that on my closing statement. That's it. That, oh, crap. <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about, that was Wes. That was pretty that was, good. That was, that was, that was I, very strong. It, it made me think of Bravely Default 2 and how good the monk is in that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's where my mind went was Bravely Default One, just because mm. that class in Bravely Default One was one of my go-to's. Um, like yeah, I have all this going. I, like I love monks. Like monks are monks are a favorite for me. I mm -hmm. uh, was streaming Final Fantasy. I'm gonna get back to it. I it's it's a meme for people watching me that I always use monks. It is the fistic <laughs> arts. But the fistic art. The fistic art. <laughs> I, I, I've I went through FF1 with a party of all monks that I named variations on Charles and decided oh, that potions, they just misread protein. And that was the only way to kill them, so they would take protein breaks. I uh, don't want to take too much time, but Jeff, uh, just yes or no, do you know about the buff bodybuilding wizard from uh, Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars? I haven't, I haven't played Voice of Cards. I will, no, I I'll don't. give you a link later. It's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. That sounds amazing. We're back yeah. to turn-ons and turn-offs in games. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get this round of rebuttals going. Jeff, you've got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. Monks are a wonderful, all-in-one kind of affordable class. But also, that means that they're not exactly as iconic as they should be. If you take weapons from anybody, they're fighting barehanded. And you could argue, oh, it's like a monk build. Blue magic is blue magic. And even other classes might borrow a little bit of learning by surviving the spell. And you wouldn't say, oh, that's their class. You'd say that's blue magic. Final Fantasy Tactics does not have a dedicated blue mage, but I would argue that Ultima is a blue magic spell because the only way you can cast it is if you survive it. And you can change up various aspects of how it goes about like i said in my opening statement not every blue mage learns the same way and they come from a lot of different ideas and yet still it is unequivocally blue magic because final fantasy is built on a lot of reference and echoes i would say you know i reference the cactuars in, in the opening because they show up and you recognize that and you love that blue magic has its own weird stasis weird space of iconic spells and things monks can hit really hard. They can maybe hit really hard everybody at once, and maybe they can wait to hit really harder in a turn. And there have been some monks that have some stylish things to them and some distinct things, but those are to them. Only Tifa has slots. No one else does. And that isn't a thing of the class, that's the character. 30 seconds. So I think there is a great deal more of an iconic idea to what the blue mages are and what blue magic is and how it applies to a lot of different characters and 
it really speaks to the versatility and just wild feral nature of monster magic that it can just show up anywhere like that. And you know what? That's blue magic, baby. And that's my time. Ooh, that's blue magic, baby. Eight seconds on the on the table love the and ending it with that's blue magic baby i love that i love that <laughs> and that was a i need a shirt that says that that's a that's blue magic baby <laughs> all right wes i i think so it needs to say blue magic baby and then each time it's just like a different character because Ooh. it's blue magic mm -hmm. every time like a different monster right. different monster all right wes you got Two minutes on the clock for your rebuttal. Three, two, one, debate. Okay, so blue magic can be incredibly powerful, but it's also not very convenient and it's very circumstantial. It's very RNG dependent. You have to learn these spells and attacks from monsters or using an item on your character. And it's not always apparent which monsters give you what spells and the monsters don't always use that spell. So you have to wander around the wilderness waiting to get into random encounters, hoping that the monster that you're fighting will use the ability on you that you need to learn. Um, in some cases, like with Quistis from Final Fantasy VIII, you have to use an item and uh, for her to use learn her blue magic. Where do you get that item? You don't know. Um, it's often uh, very experimental and you have to spend a lot of time. It's often a class probably be best off min-maxing utilizing a wiki or a guide. Uh, otherwise, you may miss out on a lot of their best skills. A lot of their skills are also incredibly situational. So uh, there's a lot of uh, skills like uh, level five Doom or level four Flare or level three Holy or level question Holy uh, that will only work on an enemy that's a level of a multiple of that number. So you could learn it and cast it. And if the enemy is not that level, it won't have any effect. Uh, White Wind, which is often mm. cited as one of the best Blue Mage skills, it heals your party by the amount of the caster's current HP minus their, uh, sorry, their max HP minus their current HP. So if they're at max health, it's not going to heal you because there's no difference there. Um, it does have some powerful moves seconds. like um, like uh, Bad Breath and Mighty Guard. Um, but again, there's a lot of these things that are super situational. Quina, uh, who's a blue mage in Final Fantasy IX, her frog stop move, uh, it, the damage it does is dependent on how much time you spend playing a minigame catching frogs. Um, so <laughs> if, if you spend and invest in that a lot, it could be good. But if you don't have any interest in wandering around swamps catching frogs for hours, then it's not that great. Also, a lot of the blue mages can only use their attacks in overdrives and limit breaks in games. <clears throat> Dang, right. tearing the blue mages down. Nice, nice. I love tearing it. Tearing the blue mage down. Um... All right, just a reminder to both of you guys, you still have Caden, your assist trophy. He is on the table. You do not have to use him if you don't want to, but that is a wasted 30 seconds. Jeff, you have two minutes on the clock for your final thoughts. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, and can I use Caden bless right at the start of the time? Absolutely. <clears throat> Fantastic. Let me get that time adjusted. Caden, you've got 30 seconds on the clock. Jeff, you will go as soon as I end his time. You got it. Three, two, one, debate. Okay, so thinking about blue mages, I had to really think outside the box of characters that are iconic blue mages, but then when I brought in my mind, I was like, holy crap, there's so many unconventional characters that are actually blue mages. And it's like monks are like a dime a dozen. It's like every fighting game roster is like every character is a monk. But you know who also is a blue mage? Kirby's a blue mage, Mega Man's a blue mage, 
Metroid Fusion Samus Aran is a blue mage. Soma Cruz from Castlevania is a blue mage. So many Time. cool characters. That's blue magic, baby. Because also the original blue mage sprites in Final Fantasy V, dapper as hell. They didn't start you with a red mage in that first six jobs when you got the first crystal. They replaced it with blue mage, and they took red mage and gave it a mask. And it looks incredible. And that kind of style carries through. That's all what I'm going to close on. I'm going to tell you a story. I fell in love with blue magic through the enemy skill materia of Final Fantasy VII. And I will always try as hard as I can, as soon as I can, to get the Midgar Zolem's spell beta. Midgar Zolem is a enemy that shows up far stronger than you're supposed to be, and you need to avoid them. And I have failed in so many different ways to get that spell as quickly as possible. Blue magic is erratic. It is wild. You can start and get the strongest spell first at the end of the game and then work your way back and learn everything. They're not on a curve. They give you as much as you put into it. They are high risk. They are high reward. When you, yes, have level multiple spells and you realize that a boss doesn't have death immunity and they are a multiple of five, the power you feel, the euphoria that comes cannot be bottled, cannot be duplicated. And those are the moments that I live for in an RPG. I love slow, steady growth, but if I'm going to be outpaced, I want to at least do wild and weird things while I do it. I want to seconds. be able to wear different armor and different swords or not. And I think that the fact that I need to spend more time playing Final Fantasy X too and be a gun mage. It's a gun mage. It's a blue mage with guns that does fiend damage that learns spells that it casts through its gun. I am going with rule of cool here and I am standing by it. <laughs> <sighs> Incredible. Incredible. All right. Jeff leaving five seconds on the table. Wes, how are you feeling so far? You're, you're about to close up the debate. How are you feeling? Uh, Jeff's bringing a lot harder than I was expecting supporting the <laughs> I have a, I have a lot of respect for that. So, all right, uh, I have a lot of love, and I'm very intense. <laughs> you got two minutes on the clock, and you still have Caden if you want to use him. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Three, two, one debate okay so i talked about the evolution of uh monks so as uh going through the series gang from final fantasy 4 had the kick ability which was one of the first abilities in the game that let you strike multiple enemies in a single move it was really awesome getting him at that time in the game and it made a huge difference in final fantasy 5 the monk uh can strike twice for every attack command selected sabin in final fantasy 6 had the blitz ability which let you input fighting game style moves uh to pull off Awesome, heavy damage uh, moves for zero magic points. He can shoot a Kamehameha for crying out loud <laughs> as one of the moves. He can heal all of your characters using uh, using uh, his chakra ability. Um, he's got Phantom Rush, uh, which is high damage to one target. Zero MP. You just have to input uh, you know these button inputs. Tifa. Everybody loves Tifa. Tifa is one of the most iconic characters in the series. Um, in Final Fantasy uh, Remake, um, she has the unbridled uh, unbridled strength ability that uh, increases all of her attack, her crit rate, her key boost, um, and really opens up her, her moveset. She can move faster and is more fun to play than any other character in the game. Zeldinked from Final Fantasy VIII um, has a limit break called Duel, 
which lets you kind of input button inputs kind of like Blitz on a timer. And the more that you input, the more moves he does. Maybe you didn't know this, but if you do this correctly, you can unlock what they call the Ar Armageddon Fist, which is the highest single attack of any final or third highest single attack of any Final Fantasy game. You can do 1.8 million damage using that move. Last thing I want to say, uh, in Final Fantasy XI, it was uh, noted that um, Blue Mages acquire their skills by absorbing the soul or part of the soul of their enemy monster that they're targeting. And it's been noted that in some cases, Blue Magic actually endangers the souls of the caster and cause them to lose their humanity and transform into monster themselves. Is that the kind of character Time. you want? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Wes, you still have Caden if you want to use Caden to close it out. I'm not going to use Caden. Or... Oh, Caden oh, right. can take a break. Caden can take a break in this round. He okay. accidentally threw wow. the assist trophy off the stage, and it didn't pop. The first debate where the assist trophy has not been used. Wes takes that trophy. Alright. <laughs> I, wow. I may not win. Right. I may not win the debate, but... I felt that the uh, the points that I was trying to make were, were good enough that I did not need. Oh yeah, no, they, no, they, they were very good. Trophy, so absolutely no, no offense, I, I... I'm not take it. <laughs> All right, Stephen, I know the saucy Aussie itching to oh, chat. I'm itching for multiple. <laughs> Let's get things. your take. I want to I want to get your vote and I want to hear your thoughts on this debate, man. I've, I've I've got one question for after we finish all this, but yeah. Um, definitely the first two rounds were almost even, I, I think, because mm -hmm. even, like, everyone's reposts in the uh, in the rebuttal were just spot on, like, sort of tearing apart those characters. The biggest thing that came to mind, and it, it, it reminded me of Brave the Default, because I maxed out every single job class for every character... And I could have min-maxed and had everyone do the most amount of damage by having multi-hit, by having unarmed um, bonus and stuff on. But it made me sad because I'm like, well, then no one's got any weapons and weapons are just pointless. So even though I could have done the most amount of damage by having everyone be an unarmed monk um, on the journeyman class or whatever it's called, which gets all of the boost from max job levels, I just mm -hmm. couldn't do it. So I had my main character do that unarmed and then everyone else had their weapons because it just didn't feel right to me it like they had to be a different class like even if it was a mid-max possibility to just do the most dps so that just came to mind and at the end of the day th there's probably some a, a lot of uh points go to um jeff's uh you know acting training but the melodrama <laughs> in, in his voice came through and and so that's where he gets the point from me Okay. Thank you. All right, Caden, uh, as the assist trophy, let's uh, let's get your take, man. Well, uh, I hate this because we're on this string of just like I feel like the guests crushing the host. I don't remember the last time. <laughs> well, I only but... have to prepare one debate. Yeah, you guys got yeah, yeah. fed. <laughs> I just came off of this debate like I want to like boot up Final Fantasy X2 Remaster right now and go play Blue Mage as the YRP girls. You know, like I was like excited about being a Blue Mage at, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, that, that's what it comes down to for me. So uh, I give my, my point to Jim. I'm going to say, though, Sabin gets like five points easily. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Almost. <laughs> Individual monks, top tier. Absolutely yeah. unequivocal. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I, I, didn't that, uh... I didn't get to finish my last point. I ran out of time. I was hoping to to drop the the train suplex in at the end. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for oh, point, and and I I I ran out of time. I will say, uh, yeah, like all the top 10 lists I, I looked at, Saban was like number one for monks. And, uh, you know, I do think there's way more iconic monks in like JRPGs. But like, would you like think about what's technically a blue mage in like the entirety of video games? It's like, whoa, there's some really interesting stuff there. <laughs> all right. So while I love the presentation and everything that Jeff brought to the table, the the different points about how blue magic really stands out and how it can be extremely versatile it's also very inconsistent uh, in what wes had said and it is very like uh time and place for a lot of the um the the magic spells that you can use in situational and you know when you're talking about monks, they're tried and true. There's a reason why they're in every single like easy uh, mode. JRPG. <laughs> exactly, and you know me, I, I'm a filthy casual. I love easy mode, and Wes, I, I feel like you brought it a little bit stronger, and you were you were dodging, we dipping, Ooh. weaving, and boxing your way back you got my point baby oh thank you i appreciate that i i just have to say like i really really like i don't know i you you just absolutely killed it jeff um i i was i was no you brought the facts you brought the facts (laughs) yeah it was such a such a strong debate and um you know we'll take it to the uh to the community to vote but if i lose uh i totally totally accept that (laughs) What a, what a debate. I mean, that's kind of you. And likewise, I mean, <laughs> th- th- I, I feel very good about this debate. Like, I'd shake your hand, but obviously I can't. <laughs> so, so before you, uh, clo- you close this out, Jonah, I just want to ask, uh, monks, by definition, incels? In JRPG, <laughs> like, monks are, monks are chaste, right? They've still got their chastity. Monks, well, every character in a JRPG has main character syndrome. And monks are out fighting everybody. So are they, by definition, incels? <laughs> <laughs> you have to take it there. Carry your first. Keep it going. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we'll move on to uh, our last debate, our 3v3 Pokemon debate with uh, Steven versus John Carson, each bringing their top three Pokemon. And just barely beating him out by a hair. Steven, you got the Steven. win. Eight to seven. Hey! Congratulations. Hey, bring a spoon to the party, boys. Let's get a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, we will move on to the pitch. All right, gentlemen, now it's time for the pitch, uh, wherein a few of our panelists will have two minutes to give an elevator pitch on a game they've been playing, and the rest of us will have to decide if we're buying or playing the mysterious game without knowing what it is, just based off the pitch. So uh, this week, we'll have uh, Jonah and Jeff pitching. Uh, Jonah, I'll let you go first. You can kind of show uh, Jeff how it's done. So uh, when you're ready, please step up to the pitcher's mound. 
All right, let's play some ball. All right, so you have two minutes. I'll count you down. Three, two, one, go. All right. I want to open this game up with letting you know that it's got two-player co-op. I wish it had at least three, but it's got two, which is fun. And it's got an extensive character creator, and you can make your character look as cool or as goofy as you want. My buddy Jared and I started playing this game last weekend, and oh boy, was it a blast. Uh, I'll just start out by talking about the characters we created. I created a seven and a half foot tall, black hair, blue skin lady who, you know, is just a badass with uh, assault weapons. And he decided to make a three foot three king with a gas mask and crazy anime hair that uh, was a sniper. And uh, the, the best part about his character being that small is the voice options that you can pick is there's one called ice and he says let's get it done <laughs> so like the game is just like super fun um it's uh turn-based uh strategy rpg um so western dev it's awesome it's uh, apocalypse and you know it ticks off a lot of these uh fun things that i like the voice acting is like just absolutely terrible but in the best way <laughs> and some of the uh npcs that we ran into were just really fun you get uh later on you can recruit more people to join your party and uh it gives you the option to create more characters and so we just had a blast doing that that's the pitch wow uh okay so you're telling me insane level of character creator where you could be extremely goofy and it's a turd-based strategy rpg with guns yes i mean I, i'm in yes. with co-op i'm in like yes well, what do you think jeff <laughs> you had me at oh, gas mask point. anime hair <laughs> <laughs> it's on game pass yeah all right I couldn't be more in. Um, I, 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 I was I, I was on call for like 30 seconds while Jenna was playing this. Um, mm -hmm. So I have to ask, with my, I just realized one of my other turnoffs. Is this ice? <laughs> oh, come on. Or is it more? It is, but it doesn't. It, it, do you it have is, a, but it doesn't really affect gameplay that much. Does it have a free camera at all? Or you yeah. It does? Yeah, you can move your camera wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. So but it's not stuck, it stuck on a 45 a degree down. angle? But you, you can move it's, it, but it's top down. Not not 45. It's more like... It's, it's more like over the top. Okay. But I can look all the way around a building. It won't like just cut to 45 degree angles around it? No, yeah. You can move the camera wherever you want. Okay. And you can like move the camera off your character, but obviously... If your character can't see into said room, then you can't see what's in said yeah. room. Um, I, I, I actually want to give this a try because I thought it was just like rigid, like uh, isometric. So that was that's always a big turnoff for me. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, on Game Pass, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll download this. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Wes? I don't think this is for me. 
um, just based on the okay. on what was said. Um, it sounds like it was probably really fun, but um, and you did a good pitch. I just it doesn't sound like a game I'm interested in, so I'm gonna say no. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to hear what this is, Jonah, because I actually don't think I have any idea what this is. Uh, so Jeff, do you have an idea what this is? I don't think I do, or I I might, but I can't think of the name. So either way, I'm no good. It is from the original creators of the Fallout series, Wasteland 3. All right. Yeah. All right. I got to check that out. I mean, uh, Obsidian doesn't really miss. So No. Well, is this developed by Obsidian or like ex-devs? It's, from... it's, not, it's no, not Obsidian. It's... Gotcha. It's not gotcha. Obsidian. It's like ex-Fallout uh, devs. But it, yeah, so... Cool. Uh, I can't remember. A lot of good people came out of that team. Yeah, the, those, the first two one fall second, out. I'll answer. But yeah. it, but, plays uh, like, they, they, it plays out like Divinity, doesn't it? This game? Is it turn-based? or Very similar, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nice. I'm like even more in. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Oh, you just you invoke Divinity. I'm in. Yeah, I saw on your list yeah. of favorite games you played recently that you said, well, it's Divinity 2. It's like, let's go. Yeah, no, that that's like... You know, sometimes it's hard to coordinate D and D night, but I have yeah. a regular group with some like college friends, musician buddies, like you know, just some good buds. Yep. We've been playing through a lot of RPGs together. We did Wildermyth, Ron Divinity, Original Sin two right now, and will be That's for the incredible. next eight months. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, basically it, a D campaign. It is, and it's wonderful chaos because of it. You know, yeah. an impartial DM that you could just make angry. There you go. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, uh, that is uh, that is Wasteland Three. Nice one. Thanks for putting that on my radar, John. Definitely yeah. checking that out. Yeah, cool. uh, all right. So Jeff, please step up to the pitcher's mound. All righty. Uh, prepare your throwing arm. Uh, I'll count you down. You have uh, three, two, one, go. Now this game is it's a bit of an oddball because it has a lot of different kinds of experiences going on. For the most part, it's a bit of an arcade experience that utilizes an unconventional form of control that can be frustrating, but also very funny. It's gonna be one of those sorts of games where you're not going to do great at it. And if you've watched videos of anybody playing this game, they're not doing great at it either. And that's fine. It's part of the enjoyment is when it's not perfect. And yet, people are only gonna see that arcade experience. It's not necessarily the levels that you want at the outset, but you are going to keep playing them over and over again because you want to, you're going to find new things about it as you keep going on. And there's plenty to unlock within the game. It is not a super long experience, but I've already reached the full unlock stage and had a lot of fun continuing to go back, improve my scores. And the things that you do with the scores, you can unlock little goofy collectibles within the game because the game has this utterly committed but wild sense of humor. And it has something that I love in small indie titles, because this is only developed by a handful of people. Almost what I would call an escape room style design of a PC game, where clicking around a little bit or just trying things out because you think it's silly will have an effect. And so the humor and delight of the game isn't just the main gameplay loop or what people talk about. It's exploring and enjoying the entire fabric of what's probably a six to seven hour game, but in terms of unlocking everything and the things you unlock and the things that you do, they are both cosmetic and very strange to the gameplay experience. But again, that only makes it more fun and you will never look at certain aspects, images and songs the same way again. And I think that is only for the better because I've had a lot of fun with it. And it's actually some control forms that I'm close to, but um, 
just let go being good. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, as we talked about with our turn-ons earlier with Jonah, we were talking about sub-20-hour games. So you're telling me six to seven-hour playtime here. That's not a good to me. And this is giving me, like, Surgeon Simulator vibes with these, like, controls you're talking about, <laughs> which is just a, a hilarious good time. So I think I'm in. This sounds really fun, whatever it is. We think, uh, Jonah? Uh, I've got a quick question. Is this on Game Pass? Uh, I don't think it is. It came out but like a cheap. week or two ago. It's cheap. It is cheap. And it's indie. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take a look. I saw I'll one video and I bought sure. it, and I regret nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steven. Steven? I, I, um, I, yeah, I, I know exactly what... Oh, I'm guessing I know what this is. Um, but yeah, I watched the video, uh, the trailer, and I showed my wife and my kids... And we're all like laughing hysterically at this. Just the reveal trailer is so amazing. And then I watched more content on it. Um, yeah, it sounds uh, perfecto, I would say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I definitely want to check this out. It's really fun. What do you think, Wes? I think I might know what it is also. And uh, what the hell? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, please reveal the game, Jeff. Well, Stephen, what game do you think it is? Is it Trombone Champ? It is absolutely Trombone yeah. Champ. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought it was too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, am, my my uh, major in college was jazz trumpet. I played in a lot of ska bands. Okay. How are your, so, uh, awesome. how are your scales on mouse? <laughs> uh, about as good as the average player. So bad. <laughs> and I'm loving what like, people are already doing with it. It's it's nuts. Yeah, please, listeners, if you've not seen this game, look it up. Trombone Champ. It is just hilarious. And You'll be in stitches. Like, there's I, a, I, there's a collect a card meta to it that you yeah. uh, like. Oh. Gameplay videos don't get you ready for. The, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just the, the, the Reddit the, uh, the deep dive. Like IGN posted like a because you you can do free play. And they posted mm -hmm. this song, and I had no idea, but I'm looking at all the comments, and everyone's like, oh my god, a couple of you did this. And so I had to go on the deep dive into Reddit, and it was all about some guy's, like, sex mixtape that he played, like, to his, his oh, girlfriend. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to bring that up. Oh, <laughs> that is... Steven, not that been, kind of bone. Been... <laughs> not that kind of bone. <laughs> Steven, you've been off TikTok for a while. This blew up oh, on really? TikTok for, like, the last, like, month and a half have yeah and his family found out about it his girlfriend's family found out about it and it was it's become yeah. like a mess. I, I did it see was... that tiktok of someone doing like push-ups to that beat and it was just hilarious oh yeah that song that song that right yeah, oh yeah. wow that, yeah you know what you know what we're talking about now it all came back to me and it's awful <laughs> well all right on that note that's the pitch so thank you so much uh those are two really interesting games that i definitely want to play now that i wasn't really aware of before so great pitch um and uh without turn things over to our game master wes for the game Okay, we're bringing back a classic. Haven't done the old video game 20 questions in a while. So uh, this is video game 20 questions, super hyper turbo edition, because uh, we are <laughs> we're we're cutting the intervals uh, for uh, questions from 20 seconds oh, wow. to 10 to 10 seconds. So you guys have to be on your toes. Oh, so uh, just a quick refresher. We're going to go round robin style. 
uh, uh, you guys get seven questions. I will allow you to pause for one minute to discuss together, and then we'll keep going for another seven questions. You'll get another one-minute break, then you can finish it up. And at the end, if you haven't guessed the game already, you'll have one chance to guess the game. If you get the game wrong when you guess, you lose the game. So try to make sure you think you know what it is before you start. Um, we'll go Caden, Jonah, Jeff, Stephen. Any questions? Are we ready to go? Oh, these are yes and no questions, by the way. <clears throat> All good. All right. Caden, you're, you're first up. Ready, set, go. Uh, does this game feature three-dimensional graphics? Yes. Uh, Jonah. Was this game developed in Japan? No. Jeff. Did this game come out after 2009? Uh, after 2009. Uh, no. Steven. Is this a console exclusive? No. Hayden. Um, does this game, uh, is it a, what am I trying to say here? Is this a, an RPG? <laughs> uh, no. No. Jonah. <laughs> Is this game open world? Yes. Okay. Jeff. I forgot if this was a Japanese developer or not. Would it no. Be? No. It wasn't. Okay. Does this game feature a crafting system? Ooh. Um, you know what? That's a good question. No, I don't think it does. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's seven questions. Um, one minute. Feel free. One minute. Starting now. Okay. Pre-2009, open world, 3D, non-console exclusive. Um, so, yeah. So, so ac my, guess, my guess is it came out on, like, on 2009. <laughs> By the way, Wes answered that question. If yeah. it's an open world game pre-2009, I assume it's a AAA game. And if it's yeah. not Japan, maybe something like could be GTA, a GTA, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah, like... It could be, yeah, GTA. Or something it, like Also... It could be still like uh would they have had open world racing games back then maybe but probably not uh, burnout paradise mm. okay but it's it's unlikely but yeah yeah just keep it in your head anyway mm -hmm. all right so we're thinking gta -ish, um ish something in maybe 10 seconds what, what else is open world is dark siders so... is dark siders open world no not no. really uh, no it's, like it's semi-open world. It's map-based, though. Yeah. Okay, that's one minute. Uh, Steven, you're up. Are you ready? Set. Uh, yeah. Go. Okay, is this an action-adventure game? Yes. Okay. Caden. Hmm. Um, does this game feature modern-day firearms? <laughs> yes. Uh, Jonah. Uh, was this game developed by Rockstar Games? No. Oh, yeah. Does oh, this game okay. feature licensed characters in any way? No. Oh. Good question. Um, oh, it's not exclusive though. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, can. Can you climb hey. in this game? Can you climb buildings in this game? Yes, you can. Caden. I don't know what that helped. Huh. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
Does this game allow you to create your own character? No. Jonah. Um. Oh, jeez. Uh, can you drive in this game? Yes, you can. That's 14. Okay. You have one minute okay. on the clock. Uh, Go. I, we have to be able to narrow this down from here. I have here. no I'm, idea I'm what thinking, these games I'm thinking out. it might be Saints Row. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would not have thought of that. I, like, I don't know, because I, I didn't ask it correctly. I was maybe like, like can you create a character a in the, Can you create a character in the Saints Row games, though, the old what, ones? What about it, that? Uh, bespoke? Is Prototype an exclusive? Was that just PlayStation? Or was that on Xbox as well? That was Saints not Row? exclusive. No. Prototype? No, no, no. I don't think prototype okay, yeah so Saints Row prototype uh I don't know anything else that's in that sort of vein yeah um, but you guns with guns is the you thing. can't and it's not it doesn't, have prototype. It doesn't have licensed characters either so it's not like wait Batman, you can't right? drive in prototype you can't drive okay. unless you could drive a tank or something uh, right, so we'll start to lean in on second throw and see oh, I don't know I don't what know other questions I have no idea I, I I'm yeah. That's yeah. that's my blind spot in gaming that area because I was at the end Same. of high school. Uh, you can, okay, you can ask if it was developed by time. THQ or published yeah. by THQ. That's time. That's time. Sorry. Uh, who asked the last question? I forget. Oh, Jonah asked the last question. I think. I'm right. Asked. Yep. Jeff. Yes. All right. Ready. Set. Go. Do you play as criminals in this game? Uh, I would say no. Or a criminal. Oh, okay. I was, huh. It depends okay. on the side you're no. looking at. <laughs> I would say no. Uh, Steven. Hmm. Oh, that doesn't help us at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> eliminate uh, some choices. I don't know. I have no idea. Can someone else help? Uh, was it developed by uh, THQ? That's... As said, which... No, it was not. Okay. Caden. No Does this uh, game... Was this game developed by Sucker Punch? No. Jonah. Um, oh, dude, I don't know. Uh, uh, superpowers. Uh, that's superpowers. That's, the that's, same have superpowers. Um, goes to. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. No, no superpowers. <laughs> Jeff. Man, what is this game? Has this game had a re-release or remaster in the last two console generations? Mm, no. It is oh, not. Wow. Steven, okay. you have the last question. Guns, open world. Uh, okay, uh, the last question. Holy crap. Okay, is it, um, uh, is it, it is set in post, is it set in post-apocalypse? Nope. That's the last question. You have one more minute oh. to confer, and then I will request your guess. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Okay, let me go. What the hell is this game? Let me go through real quick. What we do know, it's 3D. It's not... Japanese. It's pre-2009. It's not an exclusive. It's not an RPG. It is open world, does not feature a crafting system, is an action RPG, does have firearms, is not Rockstar, it's not licensed, features climbing buildings, does not allow you to create your own character. You can drive. You don't play criminals. It's not made by THQ or Sucker Punch. There's no superpowers. It doesn't have a re-release, and it's not post-apocalyptic. <laughs> The open world oh, thing I was is thinking, still I was me. thinking yeah. Assassin's Creed because it still could oh, be right. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Still be it, that has Modern guns. Can you drive? Another guns in Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Two. Oh. It's Assassin's Creed Two, surely with guns. Did you drive it and have guns? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drive. Did we ask about driving? There's, oh, yes. well, you can drive. You can drive like. 
You can drive a tank. You can, like, there's Da Vinci's weird tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like this. I like this a lot. That's time. I require your guess uh, now, please. I'm, I'm in Caden, just ask it. Caden, <laughs> just ask it. Do it. Uh, I forgot which one it was. You, you say it, Joey, because I can't remember. Okay. Okay. Wes, is this Assassin's Creed 2? It is not Assassin's Creed 2. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Like, I, I'm... Re released in 2009, published by EA, developed by Pandemic Games, The Yay. Saboteur. Wow. Never even like, heard of it. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it. I was trying to think of that title. I've never played the game, but I'm like, it had to be. It was, was that, oh. that, that, it was it was also like pandemic's last last game it's an open world yeah uh, it, it's an open world action adventure game where you play as an irish uh, race car driver working undercover with the french Whoa. resistance wow. against the nazis Whoa. in world war ii in uh nazi occupied paris that's not it at all we also forgot Mafia, like when trying to think of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why if I wasn't in a... there was the Godfather game. There was. Oh wow. If I that wasn't was... being that... cheeky about my. That was a deep cut. That's man. good. It's, yeah. It's not. Yeah, that was... I was. I wasn't trying to go that deep. I, I thought that it was a fairly well-known <laughs> game, but. I. I mean, I. When you said it, I I know of that game. Well, when when you, when, when you realize that I wanted to play, when you realize it hasn't been re-released, you you should have realized it wasn't a well-known game. <laughs> That's yeah. why I asked. Oh, Assassin's Creed Two yeah. has been yeah. released. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't even think of that. <laughs> Damn. All right. Wow. Well, oh man. Anyway, got us, it was a, it was a good try. You guys were you guys were in the right ballpark. Well, <laughs> so, <clears throat> well done. Yeah, I don't feel bad. This is the genre of game that I just don't like and never play. So, <laughs> uh, with I was that, a generation uh, behind at that point, so I kept missing the games. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for the game, Wes. A pleasure as always. And uh, that brings us to the end of the show, fellas. So, congratulations, we made it. Uh, we'll just go around real quick to have. Our uh, final thoughts. Um, I'll let you go first as our guest, Jeff. Uh, feel free to plug anything you want to plug and anything that's on your mind. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. I suppose we'll do the plugs. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, most social media as Jeff Makes Noise, G E O F F Makes Noise. And you can find Fun and Games and the, all the things that we do there at Fun and Games Pod across all those social media as well. And I've just been absolutely delighted to revel in all kinds of wild games and trivia and Aww. everything tonight with y'all. This has been, this is such a joy. Thank you for well, having thank me. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. All right, uh, Jonah. Uh, final thoughts plus uh, great game debate housekeeping. Uh, oh man, um, great game debate housekeeping. Obviously, you guys can check our Redbubble store for our GGD merch. I'm repping a shirt. Steven's repping a shirt tonight. Um, I'm currently making a new uh, logo. Speaking... <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know about this. Um, uh, speaking of fun and games, I was on the latest episode of SideQuest. I uh, was talking about uh, 
the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, my all-time favorite Zelda game. So uh, please check that out. It's only about seven minutes long because I can't talk a lot about a game that I love uh, by myself. So uh, please check that out. Um, we don't have anything planned for Game Club. We might do an impromptu one for one of these bigger releases coming out later this year. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Sweet. Uh, Wes, final thoughts? Uh, just want to say again, Jeff, you were a hell of a debater. Um, really, the brought, really brought the heat, and uh, it was uh, my honor to uh, debate against you this episode, so thank you for that. Um, you, I just finished up uh, watching uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix, and if you want to watch a kick-ass sci-fi anime um set in a bespoke uh, uh futuristic sci-fi world check out that show it is um don't it's not one to watch with the kids um there is a lot of nudity and a lot of graphic violence but it is a really really good anime so check it out sold yeah uh, this is that's your favorite uh animation studio right Trigger. Wes? uh my Trigger? favorite my favorite studio is bones uh but i do love a oh. lot of shows from trigger as well oh. Okay. Nice. Sweet. Steven, final thoughts. Um, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to um, Spotify's um, Discover Weekly simply because a band that we used, my wife and I used to listen to back at uni, I could not find on Spotify simply because of putting a space between two words. And the, the band is called Ill Scarlet and they just had this amazing album that's just really summery pop punk um with some like scar vibes and stuff in there but they just suggested one of the songs and i was just listening to it, I'm like what this is on spotify oh my god and i finally found it after so long and it was just such a good trip down memory lane to go through but literally just because i would put ill space scarlet it wouldn't find it it was it was the most annoying thing ever mm. so mm-hmm. it's all one word ill scarlet yeah yeah i'm looking it up now that sounds incredible nice all right. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, my final thoughts are um, I just finally finished Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and my heart's still at pieces and I just want those characters to be happy and they'll never get the chance and it's sad. So don't Spoilers. play the game if you don't want your heart to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been your host, Kate Barthay Lane. Uh, thank you for joining us and as always, happy gaming. Bye. Hi. Oh, I forgot. Bye. I needed to give a shout out to uh, Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye. <laughs>As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N 719 or on Bandcamp at Miss Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time. Turn on, turn off. Uh, it's got to be Jiggle Physics, obviously. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. good stuff. The way Kirby like just it. his his bulk. You oh, know, that's, that's amazing. That's it. It. In, uh, when he's the mouthful mode, when he's like sucked up with the water and he's just jiggling, <laughs> like, oh man, that's so good. The best.